Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 423. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about listener questions and some interesting topics like about buying new cars, about where to invest after Bitcoin, and just questions I've gotten from people on Instagram, through email, on Facebook, on Twitter. And I'm going to do a little bit of Q&A today and then review some of the listener reviews that you've written for Be Wealthy and Smart, which I so appreciate. Thank you for leaving reviews. One of the questions that I get on social media quite often is, Linda, When I see you talk about compounding at 10%, it makes me curious, where can I earn 10%? Well, I talk about 10% as an average long-term rate of return for investing in the stock market. So if you were to be investing in the Standard & Poor's 500, for example, over a 20-year period of time, it averages around a 10% average annual return. So when I'm saying that you can compound at double digits, that's where it's easiest for most people to compound is actually in the stock market because it provides liquidity for you. It's a low maintenance type of an investment as opposed to say a rental house or something that requires a lot of maintenance. Investing in the stock market, you can sort of set it and forget it to some degree and you really don't have to do as much to make your investment. So I do like to recommend that people have a strong investment in the stock market. Of course, use asset allocation, have some in large cap, some in mid cap, some in small cap, which are medium and smaller companies, and make sure that you are also allocated to some in international and some in smaller emerging markets like BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and just make sure you you are well diversified. If you have 10 years or more to invest, then you wanna be having a, a significant amount of money in stocks. I think that's an important place to be in order to get a higher compounding rate of return. And that's where you're going to, hopefully if history holds and the future provides what the past has, which we never have a guarantee of that, of course, but we hope to average over a 10% rate of return. One of the questions that I got on Instagram was that someone's boyfriend had made $750,000 in Bitcoin and she wanted to know where a fast grower was to grow the money even more. Well, I had to chuckle a little bit because Bitcoin is one of the all-time fastest growing investments ever. So to try to compete with a faster grower than Bitcoin, I just don't think that that quite exists. Not that I'm recommending Bitcoin, I'm not, but I do think that there certainly was a lot of money made in Bitcoin very quickly and 
to try to continue at that growth rate might not be the easiest thing to do. I think trying to diversify and to protect what you made in Bitcoin might be a better strategy. You know, it made me think back to the year 2000 when I was working in the investment industry and we had appointments with people that were very memorable appointments because they were employees of the new dot-com era and the new dot-com companies, internet companies, if you will, that had no profits, but because they had dot-com in their name or because they were a new internet company, their stock went crazy and they compounded very quickly. And these people made three, four, five, six, seven million dollars very quickly. And when we tried to convince them to diversify and maybe sell some of their stock and to protect their gains, they would say no. They don't they didn't want to. They couldn't see not continuing to make those kinds of returns in the future. And well, we all know what happened, and that was that the returns did not continue and those people lost most of the gains that they made. And that was so sad because had they diversified and protected their wealth, they would have likely been set for life. So when you're talking about making money from a fast growing company or from a fast situation, whether that's winning the lottery or whether that's Bitcoin or whether that's something else, you wanna think about protecting what you have. And that means you're going to be in a slower grower. It means you're going to be in something that isn't super risky or speculative. It's going to be in something more stable and steady, which means by definition, you're going to be going to a lower rate of compounding. And that may not sound very exciting, but protecting your gains, protecting that $750,000 might be the smartest thing that you've done rather than keeping it all invested in Bitcoin still or putting it in something else speculative and taking too much risk and losing it all. I would say the thing to do would be to think about protecting that money, putting it into a slow, stable grower, and that would either be a combination of stocks and bonds or something that would be protecting your wealth at this point. All right, next question was about buying new cars and not a brand new car, but needing a new car and knowing that they didn't want to buy a brand new car off the lot following my advice. And they wanted to know where should they buy a used car? Well, I don't have any particular place to tell you to buy a used car. Certainly there's lots of places online that you can shop. Your local dealership might have some used cars to look at. And again, you want to find something maybe three years old that's had most of the big depreciation gone from it, but it has low miles and it's in very good condition. So something that someone hasn't driven very much, it's still in very new condition. Those are the kinds of cars you wanna look at and hopefully find. And I also have lots of podcasts about cars that last for 250,000 plus miles. If you want a car that's gonna last a long time, so you don't have to invest in a car again for many, many years, you can listen to podcast number 175 or podcast 71 or number 405 or number 207 are all podcasts that I've done about cars. I also had a question about what do I mean when I say invest in one twelfth of something? I often talk about 
investing in one twelfth extra of your mortgage or one twelfth of what you want to invest in in the stock market in terms of dollar cost averaging. What do I mean by one twelfth? Well, I mean, if you have $6,000 that you want to invest in the stock market, let's say, but you want to do it over a year's time, then divide it by 12 and that's going to give you money to put into the stock market each month so that over time it will equal $6,000. So for example, $500 times 12 equals $6,000. So you've got $500 a month that you want to invest in the market over 12 months, it's going to get your $6,000 invested. So that's what I mean by one twelfth. If you have, for example, a mortgage of $1,200 a month, divide it by 12, one twelfth of $1,200 is $100. Add that extra $100 to each $1,200 payment or pay $1,300 a month on your mortgage, then at the end of the year, you've paid one extra $1,200 mortgage payment. So I'm simply just saying divide by 12 and that's going to give you the number to either invest or to add to your mortgage to pay it off sooner. All right, now I wanna share with you some of the reviews that people have written. And again, I so appreciate the reviews left on Be Wealthy and Smart. And over on Stitcher Radio, if you have an Android, that would be great. I'd love to get some reviews over there as well. This review comes from Testman527 and it's a five-star rating, very well done. It says, I've listened to a number of these podcasts, gives a good framework for those starting out in investing, especially like Linda's book recommendations, plus the explanations of the various market cycle patterns. Well, thank you, Testman. that's very sweet of you. And I'm excited to say I will have my own book coming out this year in September. And although it is aimed more toward women, there's no reason why men can't buy it for their sisters, mothers, aunts, cousins, daughters, etc., friends, and can't take a peek and read it for yourself before you hand it off to them. Another review came from Naturally Becoming. It's five stars and it says, how much money does it take to be happy? And they wrote, this made me feel better about my financial goal because it's less than a million dollars. Thanks for this insightful podcast. Yes, I did this podcast about how much money does it take to be happy because there was actually research done about it. And I thought it really did make people feel better. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, you can listen to that one and find out that it's much less than a million dollars and you can certainly find great happiness. And finally, this review by Accounting Babe, five stars, she says, great advice. I've been listening to you for years. Do you have a network I can join because I'm looking for recommendations on financial advisors? Well, I don't have a network for financial advisors. I do suggest that you look for certified financial planners in your neighborhood, find someone locally. I think it's nice to meet face to face. So I would look up CFPs in your area. You can go to cfp.net and click on find a CFP professional and it will list financial 
planners in your area that have the Certified Financial Planner or CFP designation. I highly recommend that and finding someone local in your area. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.